The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning as we finish out our week together. We really appreciate uh, the fact that you're with us and that you're joining us and participating in just a few minutes out of your day and looking into God's Word. And I really hope this is an encouragement. Uh, we are again in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, we dealt with some verses yesterday uh, referencing the idea of this encouragement that Paul got from Titus, mostly from this response of the Corinthian church. And so let me give you a little bit of context again so you know it's the same premise because he picks up on, a, on the same context. And when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians to this church, remember, we look at 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, two books of the Bible, which they are, when they were written, they were written as two letters from Paul. God told him to write it. God inspired him to write it. So he was in obedience, doing what he was supposed to. But he wrote that first letter. And again, we see that first letter was a bit of a scathing review about things that were happening and being allowed to happen in the church, how it strayed from God in so many areas. And so it was a bit of a scathe. It was a bit of a strong rebuke. And so in, in this section, we see that the Paul has known that he's taken a little bit of guff from this, and he talked yesterday about how he wasn't trying to create anything for himself and how he loved the church, and that was a desire. But here's the thing we're going to see today. We're going to see a biblical response to confrontation. Uh, that letter was a letter of confrontation. So how did this church respond, and why was it so encouraging uh, to Paul, and what does that mean for us today? So, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, the Bible says, For though I make you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. Though I did repent, for I, uh, uh, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. So, in verse 8, he says, Even though I wrote this, and I know it was not easy for you to take, I don't repent of it, because it was good. You, knew he was, you were only sorrowful for a season. And so the initial confrontation was not easy. They were told they were wrong. Please understand, they knew they were wrong. Someone's just pointing it out. They, they had the Holy Spirit. They had the truth. They knew they were wrong. Someone's just pointing it out. Generally speaking, that person's not liked. It's not that they're giving information that people don't know. They just... Uh, they're fought against parents. When you stop a kid, they get mad immediately. Why? They know they're wrong. They just they want to get away with it. And so Paul says, for a season, it was a bit of a struggle for you. He says in verse 9, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, not that this brought grief into your life, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. He said, I rejoice now, not because it made you upset. I'm not happy this made you upset. I'm not like, finally, I got to, to kind of kick you spiritually. It's not what he's saying here. He's saying, I don't, saw, I don't rejoice because it hurt you. I rejoice because you, you embraced it. You received this information and you received it well. Uh, he goes, you, you, were, you, uh, you might receive it. He says, not that you made sorry, but you sorrow to repentance, that your sorrow brought you to repentance. Paul says, I'm not bragging on the fact that I had to point out where you were wrong. I'm excited about the fact that you embraced that information and you saw you repented. You turned to God. You were pointed out a sin and you got that sin right. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. I mean, from a preacher's perspective, that's like the whole thing you hope to see. Um, hopefully the preacher's doing it as well, by the way. Hopefully the preacher is in his in prayer, uh, repenting of sin when necessary and not above any of confrontation himself. 
but yet realizes when he brings it forth, he's doing it on behalf of God. And when you see, as a preacher, when you see somebody who has gone astray, they're going the way of the world, it's affecting their life, you can only do so much. You can confront, but it's not until that person acknowledges and says, okay, I'm going to change. That's when you see God do, a, a, a God do something great in their life. Please remember, we don't make that change. We are used of God. We give the information. God does the change, but they embrace that. Verse 10. He goes, for God, catch this, a very important verse. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Um, let me catch this. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. He says, for true sorrow brings you to salvation that you shouldn't be repented of. Whether that means, first of all, because the first part of salvation, true salvation, is repentance. And the word repent is a very important word here to understand. The word repent literally means to turn around. It's the most simplistic, it's deeper than that, but the most simplistic way is to turn around. And the way we'd put it is to say you're heading in a wrong direction. You know it's the wrong direction. And when you're confronted by this, whether it be by just God and the Holy Spirit and your devotions or someone else who lovingly does this, uh, if you acknowledge it, you turn from that wrong direction and you go back. Now that might be you're heading down a path and you've not been saved yet. Maybe you tried religion, you tried things, but it all seems empty. And you're heading down this path and someone has been used of God and your eyes are opened to the truth, that the truth is not found in religion, the truth is found in Jesus. And you open your eyes and you see Jesus and you turn from that. You turn towards Jesus from your direction towards death to hell and you turn towards Jesus. That's repentance. You realize you're living in sin, you turn away from that sin and you turn back. That doesn't mean you'll, I wish we would, it doesn't mean you'll stop sinning, it just means your life, you say, I don't want to live this way anymore, I'm going to turn from that lifestyle. Same thing happens when you get saved. You can, you can backslide, you can go the wrong direction, or you can just be engaged in something and God says this is wrong and he uses either himself, the Holy Spirit, or he uses someone in church, a preacher, friend, family member. You repent, you turn. He goes, true biblical godly sorrow repents, true salvation. And that's not something to be ashamed of, he says in that verse. He says, because the other option talks about sorrow of the world. If you follow the world, that only brings death. That only brings pain. Verse 11, for behold this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge, and all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. He gives a list in verse 11 of all of the things that they've been cleared from. This is where you were going. This is the problem. And you've turned from those things. You can see that change in your life and you've turned and made a good direction. And this is the proof of that. The things you were engaged in were wrong. The things you were engaged in were not just wrong sinfully, although they were. That, I hope you understand, we talk about Okay, we say something sinful. Okay, that's, you know, the church doesn't like this, or the preacher doesn't like this, or even the Bible. Can I tell you that it's more than that? Even though that's all true, the issue is when you follow a direction that's unbiblical, it ultimately hurts you. It hurts your marriages. It hurts your home. It hurts yourself, your inner self. It hurts your relationships with others. It's just damaging. And that's something you want to look at. He says, these are the things, you know, one of them, he mentioned fear. All these other things, these problems, because you've repented, you've turned from those things. That's not to be ashamed of. When you come to salvation, it's not to be ashamed of. When you turn back to God, it's not to be ashamed of. Let me tell you why that's important. There may be times in your life, maybe you're newly saved, or maybe you're contemplating salvation and you recognize something. 
If you come to Jesus and you make that change, maybe not everybody is going to be excited about it. Maybe your family believes differently. Maybe you've got friends and you're like, man, if I follow Jesus, they're going to mock me or whatever. Maybe you're saved and you've turned from Jesus in backsliding and now you want to come back and you say, but I'm going to have to give up this and that. That's fine. That's not to be ashamed of because you're turning to the great life. And God may use that to bring other people with you. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. So the key is that we turn. And Paul says, here's the encouragement Paul says. Paul says that I sent a letter that was maybe considered harsh and you embraced it, you changed. So here's a couple thoughts as we close. Number one, uh, as a preacher, that's an encouraging truth because we are asked by God to speak the truth in love, but speak the truth. We, and sometimes people get mad at us, I, and that's it's part of life. The key we're shooting for is that the Holy Spirit would use the information, because we're just the messenger that used the information to bring life change. Not that you conform to our view of things, but that you see the truth in Scripture, that that is the best life, and that is the life that will bring you change. And, and when you embrace it. So what do we all do when we're confronted with confronting, when we're confronted by something or truth? Can I encourage you? Be less concerned about who's confronting you. Be more concerned about whether the information is true. So when you're confronted, here's a thought. Write down the information. When someone criticizes you or confronts you or whatever, this is a great truth. Someone taught it to me and it's been great for my life. Write down the things that you've been confronted with. The things they say, you did this, and it just might be flat out criticism, but write it down, write it all down. And then when you're kind of no longer emotionally attached, come back to it. Look at it, be willing to, in, in, in the eyes of God, look at and say, how much of this is true, how much of it is not. Find the things that are true. You're right, I, I can change these things. And then, then write those down in a separate letter, a piece of paper, and say, I want to work on those things. The other stuff, you say, you know what, that's just not true. And you know it's not, throw that away. Don't let the criticism of something hurt you, but always be willing to grow through confrontation, through criticism. Always be willing to grow because um, excuse me, God can use the most well-meaning Christian. God can use the most critical Christian or someone else to be a help if you allow it. Repentance is not about the person confronting you. Growing in Christ is not about who you heard the information. The question simply comes down is, is the information accurate? And if it is, then we can grow in Christ. And we should always desire that to be true. Thanks again for joining us again on this Friday morning. Give me a chance to uh, teach from the Word of God a little bit. Again, this will be the last episode for a couple of weeks as my family and I transition to our next ministry. Uh, two, maybe three weeks from now, we'll be posting on social media a few days out that it'll be coming back. So please understand that you'd be not necessarily the church, Ben Salem Baptist social media, my personal social media, be under Rodney Love, um, RB Love or RB Love 413 or Rodney Love on Instagram. I'll post it on both of those. As we get closer to it coming up, I'll do it a few days out, and we'll pick up where we left off here in chapter 8 and uh, continue this. It'll again it'll be in audio format and video format. We just got to get all logistics taken care of uh, moving forward. I do appreciate the wonderful privilege you've given to me to be able to teach and be part of this. We hope it's an encouragement. In a few weeks, we'll see you back here again. God bless.